I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast with Benji Nyson for Stage 19, the second last road stage of the Giro d'Italia 2021, a proper mountaintop finish short stage, 166Ks. We've got a 12.8K, 3% climb, shouldn't concern any of you know Cameron Meyer types on the GC teams. Then Cat 3, Paso della Colma, 7.7Ks at 6%. But there's a long valley after that, false slight uphill valley, difficult for the breakaway. I mean, we didn't get a strong break, but yeah, that was a breakaway killer, this valley of like 20Ks before 9.6Ks, 9% up at Emira. Pretty steady gradient. The first K is not so steep, but then the last... I think six to eight Ks in a difficult 11 11.7, 11.1%, and it stays at nine to 10% for the rest of the climb. So difficult test. And the GC rankings, just as a reminder, going into the stage was Egan Bernal in the Malia Rosa. He was, I believe, where was he, Benji? 221 ahead of Caruso, 323 ahead of Simon Yates, Plasov at six minutes, Carthy 609, Bardet 631, Martinez 717, Almeida at 8.45, remember Almeida 8.45, then Fostan Martin way back. Last mountain stage tomorrow, there's going to be variable weather conditions. You know what you need for variable weather conditions? Lacole kit. You've got the Pro Air base layer, you've got the high-vis jacket, pair that with their Pro Air jersey. What you've got for yourself is the perfect layering system for high mountain stages. Obviously, most of you are now, after seeing the Verdabagna stage tomorrow, probably going to go to northern Italy and try and hit back-to-back 2,000-meter climbs. I don't blame you. If you want to get Lacole kit to make that a more comfortable and faster ride, you can use our LRCP20 discount down below, which is you can apply that on top of already discounted items. That code will end after the Giro d'Italia. So if you want that discount, use it now if you want the Lacole kits as summer is rapidly approaching. But Benji, we had when you saw the break today, the, the break go, what chance did you give it to win today's stage honestly after the break was formed uh, i said like nope he's not the people you want to see uh, in the breakaway for this kind of stage so it was pretty clear that our assumptions of the break winning today were not entirely correct and that was even confirmed even more because well that breakaway not the uh, biggest of names but the peloton seemed to have interest to catch them and we saw that by multiple teams trying to get to the front and actually starting to pace and i opened up my uh my race pass and i saw oh bike exchange and uh they were with like four riders at the front they're flat riders of course spacing on the flat section before the climbs and so forth and that was the likes of a Hepburn and a meyer all doing that kind of work so uh yeah it looks like people are willing to risk their team now because we're nearing the end of a grand tour so it's pretty obvious that you're going to try and risk your your team these days to try and get at least something better in GC and Yates was all up for it and that was clear but also other teams that were kind of up there as well I think that the Koenig was putting a rider up there Definitely. as well here or there and uh yeah at that point did you think like oh they feel weakness in Bernal or did you think that Bernal was pretty much under control 
I'm not sure uh, Quickstep were thinking about Ineos too much. I think their main priority was trying to get a stage win for Almeida. I was watching the Koenigs, like their version of the backstage pass, and they were, you know, Almeida saying, listen, I'm just here. I just want to get a stage win, uh, which totally understandable. And I think when we saw Bex and Tukernik pacing, they were chasing it. Their break was like Mark Christian, Pasqualon, Hermans maybe, as well as Larry Warbass. Aliotti finally bore a get a guy in the breakaway. But with about 80Ks to go, Tukernik, as Benji said, they start pulling and there's a split in the peloton. And I think it might have been on a descent as well. And they gapped. None of the GC contenders except for Ghana and Martinez. So I'm, I'm not sure De Koenig, what they were trying to do. Like I think they're just trying to keep the race hard and then maybe they're not too worried about Martinez. But Ghana did a massive job again pulling Martinez back and then it all came back together again. So it was it was interesting during the middle of this stage and the break was kept tight. It was four minutes with like 100 k's to go and then they kept it within 90 seconds until the base of the climb and they brought it back to like 10 seconds. Uh, we saw Brambilla, just a bit of news, he crashed. And then Almeida, we saw Quickstep pacing into the base of the climb. What did you think? They only had Knox, Benji, we've got GC to play for from Yates' perspective, but he doesn't really have the riders with Schultz abandoning and Nieve pulling on Paso de la Colma to set anything up. If you're Almeida, what's your strategy going into this climb? And if you're Yates, is it, do you have a different strategy? Because I thought Almeida could attack earlier because he might get the Chavez Catalonia treatment from Ineos who don't care about him gaining a minute or so. Yeah, I think that the Koenig had knocks and so forth. And like you mentioned, bike exchange didn't have a Schultz anymore. So they got to try and open stuff early on the final climb. And we knew from the moment that the people in the peloton started well, pacing and the breakaway didn't really look like they were going to win, that the action was going to happen on the last climb because the the other ones don't fit any attacks. But that final climb, it has the steepest section with roughly 5k to go. I think it's 16% from the top of my head, but I'm not exactly sure about it. Um, And that's kind of where you need to try and make sure you've got to make the move. That's where you've got to try and make the difference. It becomes a bit less steep towards the line, not necessarily an easy last stretch, but it's definitely not as steep as a five-kilometer section. Uh, well, the section five kilometers out from the finish line. So attacks would happen in that area, and you got to try and make sure your team starts riding so that you can attack near that area. And with only knocks, that's going to be difficulty uh, because, yeah, that's going to be difficult because if you use knocks, and he's probably not going to keep it until five k to go. So he's got to try and for as long as he can he's got to try and put a real effort so that the others in the group have difficulties following and that's exactly what Knox was actually starting to do there for the Koenig with Almeida in his wheel and you got to try and hold that as long as possible near that steep section so that Almeida has to make a move himself because if Almeida doesn't attack the second that Knox goes off the front then the tempo dies out Ineos starts fake pacing at the front and the exact effort you put into trying to put Bernal under pressure or others under pressure is gone again because I'll get a bit of a rest. Although I think that if an Almeida doesn't attack at this moment, that someone else will. But that's exactly what happened. Knox and went Ch- off the front with 6.4k to go, 6.3k to go, something like that. It was ages. It yeah. Was, yeah, it was far. I think, yeah, maybe 6.8, you're right. And 
Castro lets his wheel go. It's a Almeida pretty much not a huge attack. Castro lets his wheel go. And Ineos did today what we suggested they should do yesterday. What we said was weird, what Bernard didn't do on whenever Yates dropped him the other day. They went back to their roots. And it is, if you have two guys to still pull for your leader, use those guys. Don't bridge with your team leader to Yates or Almeida, etc. Ineos went back to the train and it was super effective today and it nullified any time caps. Almeida goes up the road and it looks like panic stations for Ineos because who joins him? Simon Yates bridges across. Vlasov, Caruso, George Bennett. So we've got... Riders with complementary ambitions in this group. Bennett now made it for the stage and making up time. Vlasov and Caruso, you'd think, trying to make up time on Bernal. And Yates as well, going for, yeah, against Bernal. But then we saw that Caruso wasn't really pulling. And Almeida was, uh, Almeida was pulling. Vlasov wasn't pulling at all. And that's why Yates then attacked super early off that. So 6.4 Ks to go on this climb. We've got a group of... This is like the solution to the Ineos train is to form a train of your own of the GC contenders from second to sixth. That's the solution to beat the train, but they weren't working together very well. And, um, yeah, Yates attacked off that pace. Do you think Vlasov should have worked with that group, Benji? He attacked later, then got brought back and got dropped. Do you think that his best option at the podium was to work with that group? It's difficult because the moments that Vlasov had in the last week was that he got dropped eventually when someone else made a move. So I think that spending any energy for Vlazov might be uh, not what he's looking for. I think he's trying to save energy and trying to make sure he can hold on as much as possible. His hope for a podium is just being as consistent as possible for these last two stages because otherwise I don't think he's going to be able to ride away. And what we saw there was he actually started to make a move and he actually started to attack at a certain point from that group. And uh, I'm not sure that was the wisest choice because we've seen so much so far in this Giro that Vlasov makes a bit of a move, I think three times already now, where he makes a move and then he gets countered and then he is unable to follow those riders. I feel like today that that attack was going to lead to exactly the same and I really don't understand why he had to make that move. Maybe a bit desperate to try and make an attack, but sometimes it's better to just run your own tempo, don't attack like Caruso does every freaking climb. (laughs) and look at where Caruso is in GC. That's that's how I see what Vlasov should have done. I think he should have just followed and not made that move, but he did. Ineos train in full force. We've got Yates going up the road. He did what we, you know, he did this on Prati de Tivo in Toronto Adriatico. What he does is he goes hard, gets a 30-second gap, then goes back to his threshold or whatever. It's what he did the other day when he dropped Bernal. I mean, he went almost over his own limit because then Almeida absolutely smashed him in the last 500 metres and put 13 seconds into him just like that. Uh, So Yates, 30 seconds ahead of the Ineos train, and he basically just holds that gap. You've got Castro pulling Castro Viejo for a long time for Bernal. Fantastic work from him. And then... It was this climb was going to be defined by what could Danny Martinez do. He'd been gapped in that to Koenig split and then come back. Maybe he's tired from that. Not a problem. Danny Martinez did an outstanding job again for Egan Bernal today, limiting the gap to Simon Yates. I mean, and they've got a nice buffer. And this is why this is the sensible thing for Ineos to do. You've built up that three-minute 23 buffer on Yates. Use it. 
ride a steady pace, use your teammates, and yeah, it worked to perfection, I thought, for Ineos. 2.4 k's to go, Bernal left on his own by Martinez, so he pulled for uh, 2 k's, at least on the steep, steep sections. It then levels off a bit, as Benji said, 10% sort of gradient, and Caruso gets dropped, Vlasov gets dropped, and it's Almeida working with Bernal again, uh, eventually dropping Bernal, but Simon Yates just able to maintain that gap all the way to the finish. And honestly, it got really exciting, Benji. At any point, did you think Bernal was looking in really big difficulty or do you think he just did a perfect job today, limiting losses, riding within himself? I think he did a good job, but it did show that he had a weakness today in the sense that he started off with the wise decision of having that team pace for him, which is good. That's a wise decision. The others don't have teammates. You have them, let them be used. Otherwise, they're just sitting there and they're going to get dropped. So might as well use them at the full of cap- fullest of capabilities. Martinez with that strong pull that you said earlier. And all that work really put Bernal in a really good position because all the other people are trying to expand the gap on the others while you're able to just sit in the wheel of your teammate. And these are great. And then Almeida. And then Almeida. Yeah, exactly. And, well, firstly, not Almeida, because Almeida sat in his wheel for quite a bit after an Almeida gap (laughs) a bit. But then in the last kilometer, like you mentioned, Almeida went ahead of Bernal, which is understandable. I think a lot of people will be like, oh, why did he take over for Bernal? He shouldn't be riding for the Malia Rosa. But Almeida doesn't give a crap if, if Bernal's in his wheel or not. He's trying to either get a stage win or move up as many positions as possible. And he does that not by eliminating a person that is eight minutes and a half in front of GC. He's trying to eliminate all the other people behind Bernal and GC first. And I think that's a very wise decision to make that move for Almeida 100%. to start that um, start that pull. And I think uh, I think that was clever. But when you look at the results, and here they are, Simon Yates winning another year at Italia stage. 11 seconds ahead of Almeida, 28 seconds ahead of Bernal. Caruso, Benji's favorite rider now, probably maybe even overtaking Aramburu. We'll have to get an update Wait, on what? that. He finishes. <laughs> I didn't only, know about that. <laughs> he finishes only four seconds behind Bernal. This man rides his pace. And maybe that meant that Bernal was dropping off a bit. And once again, Almeida, it's like he just wants the climbs to be longer. He, he wanted another 2Ks because he – I think there was 18 to 19 seconds with a K to go to Simon Yates. He eats in another eight seconds into Yates in that last K. So fantastic work from Almeida. But sorry, finishing out the top 10. Vlasov on 32 behind Yates. Martin 42. Martinez 49. Cohen Bowman for Jumbo Visma pacing Foss at 125. Lovely work from Cohen Bowman. Then Bardet and Carthy on 125 as well. So I thought quite an exciting stage, but here's the revised GC. Yes. And again, it's like you'll see the revised GC and you're like, well, come on, what's changed? There's been no changes to the top 10 in terms of <laughs> positions. Caruso at 229, Yates at 249, and Vlasov, big gap from third to fourth. Vlasov 611, Carthy 710, Bade 732, Martinez 742, Almeida 826, Foss 1019, and Martin topped in 10th right now on 13.55. But yeah, an exciting stage, Benji. Do you agree with, with that or or you expected more? I think it's one of the best mountain stage we've had so far just because Agreed. of the fact that it opens up so early on the final climb. It's not the last three kilometers with an Ineos train bringing us towards that. It's Almeida pushing hard, punching in the last 6.8 kilometers. That's what makes mountain stages fun. And the fact that Ineos does not have that support makes me so, so, so happy because tomorrow... 
you'll be uh, introducing the stage in a bit. But oh, yeah. <laughs> that stage design, I love it. And I think the writers can do a lot with it. I agree. So I hope they do. <laughs> I think today's stage, yes, not big GC gaps, but there was the tension within the stage, as yes. Benji said. Because they opened it up so early, we were thinking, holy shit. If Bernal cracks here with six Ks to go, we could see huge gaps and huge time losses. So it was more the tension of everyone's got to be on their game right now. There's no hiding for the next 15 to 20 minutes because, yeah, and everyone pretty much performed. Caruso performed, Bernal performed, Almeida overperformed, one might say, and Simon Yates took another Giro stage win. I don't even know how many he's got. He's won so many. But tomorrow's stage, as Benji said, nasty stage, 164 Ks. We're going to call this satellite. This is satellite stage city. 164, first 75Ks are flat. Pancake flat. We've got the Chiclamino with 17Ks to go. Tune in early to see if does Sagan even need to sprint for it. It might be defensive between him and the others. 75Ks are flat. Then the Paso San Bernardino. We hit 2,000 metres twice in this stage. 24Ks at 6.2%. Descent, not a particularly, not a long descent. Then they do the Splugen Pass. 9Ks, 7.3%. Descent again down to a thousand meters, and then they do the Valles Bluga up and Monte climb 7.3 k's, 8%. So the longest climb is the first one, and then they have they actually do have a fair bit of recovery 20 k's of well, 10 k's of descent, and then 10 k's of valley before the second climb. The second climb, in my view, is the place to go because it's all descent then before the last climb. But I say satellites. Who you if you're who are you sending in the break tomorrow? Benji, uh, Nieve, Honore, Knox. Do you think they'll be allowed in the break? I think you're gonna need to try and like if I was I'm I'm looking at this with a if I'm Almeida I'm still trying to win the Giro or podium the Giro strategy here, but win is gonna be hard. But podiuming you never know, and stage, I think that I think he, I think he wants if you stage. look at the team if you look at the team. You've got a few riders that are still there that are not necessarily the best climbers of that team. So not a Nox and so forth. I put those riders as a satellite rider in the breakaway so you have your better climbers with you because those better climbers might be able to make a difference if you want to try and go on San Bernardino or Paso de los Plugo. Spluga, <laughs> just ruined that name. And <laughs> if you make the move there with your climber trying to set you up, then you have an ability to launch yourself to a rider that is not necessarily the best climber that is ahead of you which means that those riders can help you when you're in that attack. Those won't be able to help too much, but let's say you've got, I'm just going to use one name. I, I don't necessarily think he's going to be the best candidate for this, but if Geis, for example, is in a breakaway five minutes ahead of the peloton, survives the San Bernardino, you attack at the top of San Bernardino, and you've got him for that plateau section after San Bernardino, then he could come into play a lot. But yeah. are they going to attack on San Bernardino? I, I think I, I'd pay f- to see it, but... <laughs> It's it's very it's is it risky though? Like you'd say it's risky, but if you look at where Almeida is in GC, he might as well do it, you know? I think I don't know, it's this is where I mean Rowan Dennis. Imagine if a team had Rowan Dennis for this stage. <laughs> like if you wanted to move up GC spots and you had if you were Simon if Simon Yates had Rowan Dennis for tomorrow's stage, he might win the Giro. Dennis would might... win the Giro. <laughs> yeah, like see, this reminds me so much of the stages last year. I think it's yeah. really, really well designed. I think the last climb, how much worst case, Benji, how much time can Yates put into Bernal on the TT? If Bernal has his worst TT and Yates has his best TT, a minute, a minute 20? 
That's I a lot. Really, that's a lot. And the thing is, like, on paper, Bernal is a better time trialist in my eyes than Simon Yates. Although Simon Yates has no. inconsistently one or two good time trials in his in his year, while yeah. the others are just horrendous. So if he has a good one, then he's better than Bernal. If he's got a, a normal one, he's not better than Bernal from yeah. a time trial, personally. But, well, let's say he yeah, has his Bernal's best ever back. one. Um, oh, I don't, yeah, if he has his best ever one, I don't think he's going to get minutes as well. I think it's going to be roughly a minute max if that happens. But I would not be looking at the time trial yet because a lot can happen tomorrow. And let's be real. I, I think that... If it opens up really early, then we might see someone in the top five just losing eight minutes, nine minutes. Yeah. But I think that it all depends on where they open it. If they open it on San Bernardino and it becomes a 1v1 battle for three climbs, or it becomes a bit of a... <laughs> Holy. <laughs> then it could be awesome. And I, I see potential for it, but it's a team going to risk to do it. So that's why I'm more leaning towards what you say on that second climb. But can you then take enough time back if you're Almeida? If you're Almeida, are you going to try and get potential podium? Or are you going to risk it all and try and get the first place? You never know. Neither. I think he's going for the stage. I think, he, but I think he kind of gets caught in two minds, though. As you said, I think sometimes he's like, "I'm like, are you going for the stage right now, or are you trying to move up positions on Carthy and Vlasov?" Is sometimes what I see as well. I think the last climb, if Bernal is just a little bit, I I don't think. Bernal's back is looks fine. I think yeah, he's just right. he just looks tired and he's just not in the same condition maybe as the first two weeks. If that's the case tomorrow, mm-hmm. Alpe Motta's too late for Yates to attack. Yep. He, he can't wait for the final. And we saw two of, the, two of the Alps, one of the stages, Yates won. He attacked on the second to last climb, descent. He's a good descender, Simon Yates. Remember Coldizaran? Bernal was chasing him up the road for the last climb. And then you can maintain on the Valle Spluga climb. But I think I think Yates, if I'm Yates, I just go full on Splugen Pass, hope Bernal cracks, go full on the descent, and then Yeah, because maybe hope Bernal burns Martinez on the Splugen Pass and then hopefully he just cracks fully and you gain a minute fifty or two minutes back and then you only need to only then you need to make up <laughs> forty five or fifty in the TT. I don't think he should open it up on San Bernardino and fire all his bullets there trying to make up like five minutes i think almeida as you said that's where he almeida needs this to be a complete shit show early on <laughs> mano and mano yeah it's, it's not so far back what about caruso benji do you think this stage suits him that a man that can ride his own pace he was good on stage 16 one of the hardest stages we've had do you think this suits him being able to be consistent and just do a good pace on all three i think that multiple climbs in a row are usually better for him um it really depends though like it depends what he does i think that i'd love for him to actually make a move this time around even though it's not necessarily his thing to do but i also think that he's the kind of rider that i don't expect to lose minutes tomorrow which is probably one of the only riders that i see not losing minutes next to an almeida who's looking good and stuff like that he's going to be consistent and that's not necessarily going to be taking time on everybody. That's going to be taking time on the majority of his competitors, I think. But how will he do that? I don't think he should try and launch on Sudden Baron. You know, I think he should try and perhaps follow an attack and do something like that. I think staying in the wheel of Bernal, is it... Matt, do you want me to tell you what's going to happen? Okay, Simon Yates is going to attack on Splugan Pass and Caruso will pace Bernal back to him. 
<laughs> I'm telling you. It's sad, but, but it's so true. <laughs> no, no, it's probably going to happen. I mean, if he's if he's feeling like just I can't beat Bernal, I'm just not good enough to beat Bernal, then it's kind of rational. Uh, if not, you know, we we want him to go for the win because it'd be crazy. But yeah, if he doesn't think he can beat Bernal, then I don't know. If I was him, Benji. I would make Bernal close it all day or Martinez and make him force. Particularly if he's got Martinez there, come on, make him pace for sure. Um, if it's just Bernal, I don't know. But I I'm think curious. satellite, mm-hmm. yes. I'm curious, yes, in terms of satellite riders, will we also perhaps see a bit of a subtle like teamwork between certain teams in that sense? Like Obviously, the people with the same goals will certainly do so, but you've got riders in the peloton that are somewhat subtly allied because they've done something in the past for the other like a caruso has done a lot for a nibali will we see a nibali perhaps if he's in the front group and caruso's there like i might as well pace a bit harder you know yeah like, or, U- or ulysses for yeah. caruso because we're they're italian they're friends right so <laughs> that's not how this works <laughs> are we are we not are we underestimating break we haven't really spoken about who wins the stage um i don't is, think the break wins the- this Okay. I generally believe that on the San Bernardino, a team is going to pace. Yeah. It's not too steep. 6%. It's, the, the question is who. And I think Quickstep are a pretty good team to pace there. I think Seri can go, do a good job there. Honore, maybe they, maybe Quickstep don't send any satellite riders, except for Kesa up the road. Um, I think yeah. Ineos, they got a pretty strong team for that climb too. Moscon, Narvaez, Castrovillo, Martinez. Um, so I can't wait to watch. I think, yeah, the break would get caught in the crossfire. If a break was to win, I don't know, Nibali, but I just I don't really nah. see it. It looks like a GC what do the day people think? to me. People that are watching right now uh, or listening, what do you think is going to happen? You can post it on, uh, on Twitter uh, with hashtag LRTP or in the comment section of our YouTube. I'm so curious what your theory is that w- will happen tomorrow. I want to see it. Yeah. Do you think Bernal, I mean, Yates is going up to 2,000 meters twice. It does suit Bernal more tomorrow than, say, today or the other day when Yates dropped Bernal. Maybe it suits Bernal more and he comes back firing with the altitude. I'm not sure. I think, yeah, Yates is looking really dangerous. The problem is he's not... It's not like Pagacha where Pagacha just extends, extends, extends and holds that pace. Uh, but, yeah, I can't wait to watch it. I don't have a firm feeling on what will happen. I definitely, at the moment, I know Bernal will be attacked. I've, I've laid Bernal GC and then when he'll attack, when he gets attacked, everyone will overreact. Same thing happened today. Bernal went from $1.50 on GC to $2.20 down to $1.20. Everyone's like, oh, my God, is his back is his back broken? Bradley Wiggins on TV saying they don't have even, even have a chiropractor at any else. It's great. So at least this third week is living up to it. But, yeah, we can't wait for tomorrow's stage. But that's all from today's podcast. Massive stage, the Giro, all to play for tomorrow. Hope you listen to our recap afterwards and tell us your predictions down below or on Twitter, and we'll see you then. Ciao. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.